This is the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. We help you grow your faith as you grow your business. And now, your host, Jesse Cole. Welcome to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. I am your host, Coach Jesse Cole. Thank you very much for joining us on this very special episode today. I am excited for you. I'm excited for your family, your business. I'm excited for what God is doing to you, for you, through you, and in you. And you know that the purpose of this podcast is to help you grow your faith as you grow your business. We just want everybody to win. There's enough for everybody out here, and we want everybody to get what they're supposed to get. I have a very special guest on my show today. His name is Mr. Andre Ebron. He's a very close uh, friend and brother and colleague as well. He's an educator. Uh, he's a minister. He's a father. He's a husband. He's a trainer. He's an author. Man, listen, this gentleman is on fire for the kingdom. And what he's doing in the marketplace, what he's doing for education is all kingdom work. You can find out more about Mr. Mr. Andre Ebron at Ebron Associates, that's E-B-R-O-N, Associates.com. You can check him out on Instagram at Andre, A-N-D-R-E underscore E-B-R-O-N, Andre underscore Ebron. That's on Instagram as well. Make sure you connect with him. He has a book on Amazon as well called The Drawing Board. Check out what he's doing. Get connected with him. Get familiar with him. This interview was recorded during the uh, whole coronavirus pandemic when everybody had to be shut in, and so we recorded it during that time. This is a transparent conversation about life, about love, about kingdom work, about education, about civic leadership, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you're going to get some out of this. All right, without further ado, here is Mr. Andre Ebron on the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. Welcome to the show, Mr. Ebron. Yes, sir. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, man, I really appreciate it, man. So you have been somebody I've known for about I don't know, five or six years now. Wasn't it? Has it been more, more? more? Yeah, I, I'm, it may be a little bit more, but roughly, yeah. yeah, roughly about that, about that long. Yeah, man. And so, what's what's interesting to me is that we typically, we pretty much do the same thing, you know, coaching and speaking and facilitating and educating. But what's what's awesome about this is that God has given you something specific to do, even though we do the same thing. Yes, sir. He's given you something specific to do that I can't do. And he's given me something specific to do that you that can't, can't do, do, right? Yes, sir. And so that's where, that, and that's how we can actually have this kingdom collaboration because we're not competing, we're sharing our platforms. And so I'm glad you, that was a great segue because in your book, The Drawing Board. Yes, sir. That you can get on Amazon, right? Absolutely. Right. So go to Amazon.com and get the book, The Drawing Board. He has get his copy it. too. Get it. Right. Let's make sure that... Um, Let's force him to write three more books because this one is so good, all right? Oh, man. Right, right, Thank you. Right, yeah. Right. And okay. S- and so... Um, D- did you want to talk about how he actually got to the writing of the book? or, the, or? We don't got to, but if you want to, man. No, no. So yeah. I have to. I'm on your show, so I cannot not tell this story, right? But I'll, I'll, I'll give the abridged, the abbreviated version. So Brother Cole and I are... And this at, is how we met. This is how we met. Yeah, okay. We are at a event um, for black... Uh, for, Black United Fund for Buff of a Mich- Buff of Michigan, and I was a speaker at that time, just trying to hit the scene, and uh, I had more mints and chocolates and flyers. That was what was on my table. <laughs> I looked to my right, brother Cole has like two or three different books. He's you know he's got his spill down. You know he's making. So we introduced ourselves to one another. 
So if you're a speaker out there, if you're a speaker listening to me, I'll give you the same challenge he gave me. Uh, he says, so, you know, where's your book at? And I said, for everybody who knows the language of an author that has not yet started <laughs> writing or is in the midst of writing, I am working, working on, on it, it right? right? And uh, he said, okay, well, hey, man, I'm, and I didn't even know this, brother, but he's going to tell me, he says, I'm going to be your accountability partner. <laughs> I'm like, and I welcomed it because I knew it was a God moment pushing me toward my greatness. And uh, he would check in, me, check in with me and just, and it wouldn't be like, you need to get this done. It would be a, hey, man, checking on you, praying for you, encouraging you along your path. And so the drawing board, a lot can be attributed to uh, helping me unearth what God had me to put in this book. And you were that uh, that point of provocation to Amen. to provoke me to get it done. So I appreciate you, brother. That's my assignment on earth, man, is to, is to, um, to fill in the gaps for people, man, and yes, just to, um, to help people become the better version of themselves. Yes, which sir. is pretty much a reflection of Christ. That's all that is. Oh, yeah. What you desire to be to be is all in your willingness right, to be right, coming. Right. Yes, sir. Right, right, <laughs> right. And so in your book, you were talking about, you know, you were talking about your, your pastor yes. and how, you know, you got that word in the car about stick close to your pastor. Yes. And on page 15, okay. and, and, you know, I have a bunch of these dog-eared. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you now. If I buy a book from you, I intend on reading. I'm not just trying to support you to put $10, $15 in your pocket. Like, I really want to see what's on your mind. Yes. Um, because I'm, I'm, I'm interested in people's hearts. I'm interested in people's backstories. That's one reason why I'm doing this podcast today. All right. And I really want to know, what is this person's framework? Like, what drives this person, right? Yes. And so it's, I got your book about two years ago. Was it two and a half years ago at your book signing? And I read it the same week, right? And so this, this is what it is. So I, st I still got everything dog-eared. So on page 15, you were talking about pretty much uh, mentorship. The dynamics of these relationships are based upon the mentee's humility, hunger, and commitment. It is also based upon the mentor's timing, willingness, openness, and level of engagement. Talk more about that right there, the, the mentor-mentee relationship. So mentorship, uh, the chap this chapter is called uh, Covered, the Gift of Mentorship. Uh, mentorship has the power to cover you uh, through challenges and storms, um, that you have no way of combating or you're not even skilled to fight on that level. Um, and mentorship has the ability to allow you to vicariously go through it without you having to experience all of the hardship. Uh, but it depends upon the mentor's ability, the mentor's uh, willingness, the mentor's depth of knowledge, the mentor's, I call it the E2 principle, uh, their experience, and their expertise, right? And so if you are a mentor out there listening, uh, don't try to coach and mentor in areas that you don't have expertise and or experience. Like this is not theory based. This must be very practical. It must be tangible. It must be something that you could give to them and that they can produce a promised result, right? So I knew what my mentor had worked because I'm looking at their life mm -hmm. and it's proof positive of what I wanted to experience. Mm -hmm. Now, my level of engagement is based upon uh, my hunger, but I have to, excuse me, allow the mentor to establish the boundaries of that relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I have yeah. a responsibility to stay hungry because as long as I'm hungry, I'm placing a demand upon the, I am, if I know you, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to place a demand mm -hmm. upon the gift in your life. Mm -hmm. I'm going to want to extract all of the knowledge that I can receive. I'm, it's almost like siphoning the anointing, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So 
from the beard all the way to the hem. That's a biblical reference. The anointing will flow. Yeah. And so for me, man, like I had to remain, uh, I had to fight through life, right? And so humility was not something that was very character to me because I had that, I had that, I was so driven. Yeah, go get it. Yeah, I was so driven. Like you talking about waiting on the door to open. Like no, I'm kicking down the door. Yeah. Like you're talking about waiting to my turn to get in line. No, I'm pushing through the, you know. Mm -hmm. And I remember praying one time, man, and like God just broke that. Uh, and it's good to be driven, but hear the context of what I'm saying. Like He broke that uh, that driving spirit because the Holy Spirit leads; He doesn't drive. Mm -hmm. And He told me, He said, Andre, don't be so driven that you can't be led. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. That's some, good, I, oh. that's some good eating right there. And man, I cried and I humbled myself. Yeah. Uh, humility puts you in a position to be exalted. Yeah. He said, they that humble themselves, the Lord will exalt. But he that exalted himself shall be abased. Yeah. And so, man, mentorship uh, gave my mentor a safe place to pour. And it gave me as a mentee a safe place to receive. Right. Because as a mentor, you want to know that whatever I'm pouring into you, you're going to work that thing. Yeah. Like, don't waste my time. Right. Pretty much. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that you said that, man, because I want to read some notes that you wrote. I think it's on page. It's on page 16. OK. Just continuing the, uh, the conversation. A true mentoring relationship is not one that contorts your potential to become a poor replication of a great original. I love that. Rather, it provides guidance down an unbeaten path of self-discovery that leads to a spirit led, purpose driven fulfilling life a true mentoring relationship is not one that can torch your potential to become a poor replication of a great original yes sir so reading that how do you justify that when paul says follow me as i follow christ oh man simple um paul god has given paul a history that no one else shares mm -hmm. you and i sit here both believing in christ uh called to do a lot of the same things but what, what, what makes it unique, just like the fingerprint that we have, is the journey that God has taken us through. So we all have a responsibility to follow Jesus Christ. And then he has set under shepherds. You can call them pastors. You can call them leaders. You can call them mentors. Uh, those who know the way. Mm -hmm. And before the, it, we were called Christians, uh, before they followed Christ, it was the, the foreshadowing of his coming, mm -hmm. and they were called the people of the way. Mm -hmm. And so Paul is saying, hey, I'm following Christ, who is the way. And because I have a, a deeper relationship, follow me as long as I continue to follow the way. Right, right. And so that's I think that's more what Paul is compelling there, saying I'm headed towards the way. Yeah. And as long as I continue to follow the way, please feel free yeah. to follow me. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, on page 21, you were talking about pretty much personal leadership, and it stood out to me. Yeah. Um, when leadership has the ability to respond to challenges, mm -hmm. inspire hope, develop courage, and increase the capacity of those that subscribe to their influence, this is a value leader. Yes. So often I found people who are designated a, a leader not because of their influence, but because of their title. Titles are not what makes a person a leader. It only makes them accountable to lead. This is where the gulf of leaders and followers widens. That's some good eating right there, man. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm reading in there. I'm getting like, something like, from. Did it. I write that? I was like, <laughs> yeah, you know how when yeah. you go back and yeah, man. Because man, I I uh I free write, you know. Yeah. And then I go back and like f like the book here, like this is like a small chunk of a huge manuscript, mm -hmm. and so 
like the books that you're talking about, they're yeah, coming. They're, they're coming. They're in there. Yeah. So the uh, but to talk about what you say there, like value leader, is that we have a responsibility. Uh, you know, you and I both have, as they would say, a mouthpiece, right? Yeah. Uh, as uh, one of the rappers, Master P, would say, I could sell water to a whale, right? <laughs> but as a leader, you have a responsibility to only give people things that will add value to their journey. Mm -hmm. So have you ever been sold something and the salesperson was so convincing with their pitch that you bought something you didn't even need? Yeah. And you have what's called buyer's regret. Mm -hmm. And so when someone interacts with me, I want them walking away with something tangible that will aid them on their journey and that I have given them such extreme value that they're like, man, listen, I'll continue to follow this guy as he follows Christ mm -hmm. because it is not about them just following Andre Ebron. It is about the Lord through me speaking to them that unveils the hidden treasure that he's placed there. John Maxwell talks about people giving you permission to lead them. Oh, yes. Like, yes. That's where I was going with that. Yeah. Right? And so um, when, when I read that, it makes me realize that just because I've been put in a leadership position, that doesn't mean people are going to lead me. Like I have to smell like the sheep. I have to put myself in a position that gives them permission to follow me. They, they give me permission to lead them. And so now I'm almost in a pastoral role. Yes. When people, when people give you permission to lead them. Like they put their life in your hands. They, 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 they put their influence in your hands and it's your responsibility to manage their influence properly. That's right. I mean, I think it is uh, an aspect of the pastoral role of leading them to truth, mm -hmm. right? And when you talk about the greatest power that we have as people on earth, even before becoming a believer, is that God made us free will moral agents. Mm -hmm. And... Whenever someone yields their ability to choose to the influence that you provide, that is the greatest compliment they can yes, ever sir. give you. When they begin to make decisions about the quality of their life based upon the information that God is expressing through your life, that is one of the highest honors that anyone can give you. So the honor, the honor and the glory goes to God, of course, but it is one thing that we all we must all be careful of. And I know we're going to talk about it, but like, Understanding your sphere of influence, like uh, one of the things that you understand as a minister of the gospel is that some things may not even be a sin, but if somebody who is following you, if it will cause them to stumble, mm -hmm. then you have a responsibility to not partake in these things, right? Mm -hmm. So it is just, it, it may not be negative, but it's not fruitful for the journey. Yeah, discipline. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, people are after titles, uh, because they don't understand a lot of times the power that God has already given them. Mm -hmm. uh, I am a leader. I oversee 450-odd kids. I work among and support so many different staff. But like my role, I understand that God has already given me power. Inside of me dwells the resurrection power, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Yeah. So any title you give me can't give me any yeah, more right. power. I'm already stamped and yeah, approved. I, I'm already, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I've been called. I've been justified. You know, yeah. so... I'm not searching for power. What I'm searching for is an opportunity and a place to leverage that influence. Mm -hmm. Good stuff, man. So you got this book, yes, the drawing sir. board. Yes, sir. But that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> that's not it. This guy has a conference going on two years, man. He man, has a conference as well. Yeah. And so talk more about your conference, why you started it, where you guys are right now. Oh, man. So listen, the drawing board experience is a powerful, thought-provoking conference that challenges the attendee 
to examine their life and reimagine the possibilities. Uh, one thing that I want in my legacy to be remembered, this thought of provocation, uh, you hear I've been saying provoking. I'm provoking you to action. You, it's time to do, right? Is that have you exhausted all of the possibilities that exist within your current opportunity? Generally, the answer to that is no, because perspective is what limits uh, the possibilities. Uh, when you're looking at marriages, the quality of that marriage is limited based upon the perspective of the two people within it. When you look at the job that you're on, when you look at the businesses that we have, when we look at the relationships, it's all restricted by your perspective. And so this conference, man, listen, we have industry professionals. I, I'm going to do a post and I'll share it here on Kingdom Mogul Coaching Podcast. <laughs> all right. First, what could you buy with twenty dollars? You could buy a meal for two. Yeah. You could, well, it depends on what kind of meal that is. Applebee's, right? something. Applebee's, yeah, you know, yeah. two for 20. Yeah. Uh, or you could buy maybe a good book, drawing board, yeah. right? Or you could buy a host of different things. Mm -hmm. But for $20, could you get an executive director in a room? Mm, probably maybe not. Yeah. Uh, could you get a international, world-renowned um, industry professional who's a serial entrepreneur? Probably not. Not for 20. Could you get a, a fitness uh, giant who's traveling the nation uh, doing different step to you sweat, you know, type? Mm, probably not. Not for 20. Could you get an author to share a platform and a stage for 12 to 15 minutes? Probably not. Could you get a media maven to come and share of all of her experience, her stories? Mm. And so for $20, you'll have access to the conversation with those people and all you have to do listen that's general admission and then vip i want to add more value i'll have a gift bag with some drawing board swag in it and that's 35 dollars. i'm exposing and i want you to be privy and a part of the conversation because i want i don't just want it to be a conference i want it to be an experience, experience. yes sir yes sir so tell me why so 20 dollars. that is really that is a nominal fee man yes sir for for the value that you're bringing Tell me why 20. Okay. And encourage the person who's out there who is like, man, I don't got 20. Yeah. But, you know, you really do got it. But, like, encourage the person that's out there who's on a, on a fence how important it is to invest in yourself, especially right now. Absolutely. So uh, you are either being governed by systems or you are governing uh, systems. You're either happening to life, like the choices you make, they are structuring the life that you currently have, or you're waking waking up each day and allowing your circumstantial life to dictate to you the quality of your life. It is all about a shift in paradigm that allows you not to take control, but allows you to influence the outcomes based upon the greatness that God has already placed in you. If you're looking at this podcast, here is a couple of things I already know. I already know that you're interested in personal development or you wouldn't click here. Number two, I already know that God has a purpose and a calling on your life and you feel an unction within you that's saying it's time for me to act. And number three, you are a person that other people depend on. You know how I know that? Because you wouldn't be seeking out more information if there wasn't a mandate or a demand upon your life to produce at another level. So if $20, listen, you could barely get two McDonald's meals for $20. And what I'm saying to you is it is not that you don't have the resource. It is all about how you are stewarding and allocating the resource. And so this is a, a decision that you have to make. 
this conference is going to happen uh, whether you are there or not. But I want to shake your hand. I want to encourage you. I want you to be in the place. So this experience based upon faith principles will be engrafted into your life in such a way that it begins to dictate the outcomes moving forward. Yeah. You have to invest in yourself. I'm going to say it for him. You, you got to invest in yourself. Like, I would not be where I am right now if I hadn't sacrificed some things yes, sir. to invest in myself. I had got to a point to where I had stopped producing. Yeah. But there was so much more on the inside of me, and I was wondering why. Like, why isn't it working right now? And it was because of the people that I was exposed to. Yes, sir. There were some environments that I had to get in that I didn't have access to yep. unless I invested in it, right? Yes, sir. And so it's important to invest in yourself. Don't look at this as a fee. Right. Don't look at this as a cost. Yes. Don't look at this as a ticket purchase. This, this is an investment. Why do we call it an investment? Because anytime you invest in something, you're going to be respecting a return. Here's the thing about a return. A lot of times it doesn't come back the same way that you invested it. That's right. So you put that $20 in, who knows five years from now, that experience can burst something bigger than $20. Absolutely. Right. If I may share, one of the speakers that I'm having on uh, for 2020, Ms. Dawn Smith, and she won't mind me sharing this because it's going to be part of her talk probably. Uh, her husband, Theopolis Smith, Fresh Laundry, who's a big time artist, he painted a live piece on stage last year. Uh, she said she had a book inside of her the whole time. And she had been like writing little pieces as, mm -hmm. you know, authors do. She said, but coming to the drawing board experience 2019, she left from there. She wrote the journal, wrote the book. She's had the book signing. She's, you know, speaking and encouraging. She has re-enrolled uh, in school to become a mental health professional counselor. Wow. And like, and so this was that thing that provoked, provoked her to act, you right. know, to move. And uh, I felt compelled by God to just invite her to come and speak this year. And here's the message that she'll be talking about. The message she'll be talking about is a message of enough. Like you start where you start. God has invested in you everything that you need. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, uh, he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings what in heavenly yeah. places. So everything you need for the life that you have goes along with the quote I always say. Your future is not behind you. It's not before you. It is within you. And uh, a gentleman, Larry White, he was speaking. I heard him. And he said, whatever you're unwilling to sacrifice your dream, sacrifice uh, to achieve your dream, you then uh, consequently, you sacrifice your dream to maintain it. Hmm. That's powerful. So why do you think that we as people invest in a place that we don't want to be in anyway? Is it because of comfortability, familiarity, fear? All of the above. Yeah. So you remember I was talking about why I love music, mm -hmm. right? So it, it's rhythmic, right? And so you, everybody's waking up, whether you're moving towards your dreams and goals and visions by investing or whether you are, uh, you know, just going among the man, the mundane course of doing the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. Like, it is all about a rhythm. Mm -hmm. And so what you must do, what a seed does, and I'm from Indiana. I'm an Indiana boy. <laughs> so we used to have to plant, farm, you know, mm -hmm. we had a garden every year. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is, when you take the, the rake or you take the plow or you take the till, you disrupt the consistency yes. of how the soil is. And then what, because that's what's happening, life, trials, and tribulations is disrupting the current path that you desire to go. But it is a prime opportunity to sow from what you have to grow to where you desire to go. So it is not one of those things, I don't have enough. No, you don't have enough not to. 
And that seed, look, as long as the earth remain, both seed time and mm -hmm. harvest, cold, you know, cold mm -hmm. and hot, summer and winter shall also remain. There is a covenant that God has between the seed and the soil. And you have a responsibility. He'll minister seed to the sower. Mm -hmm. He'll minister bread to the eater. He's giving you what you need to make it. I know you say it looks scarce, or for some of you, it looks so abundant that you want to maintain and mm -hmm. hoard it all. But what he, if you think that is your harvest, keep it. If you see a brighter future, sow it. Right. I like that that whole gardening piece. You know, you know me. Part of my coaching is around like the garden. Yeah, the, 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 garden. the garden principles, right? Right. And so a lot of you know a lot of times we we have this these these fallow areas in our life, things that are not producing. We wonder why they are producing, and it's because they haven't been cultivated. Yes, sir. One one way that we cultivate it is to get in environments like this or to get around people who could actually disrupt that, that fallow ground. Yes, sir. Because the purpose of tilling, the purpose of cultivating is to break up that fallow ground That's it. to uncover that rich soil underneath. Yep. So when it's time to plant that seed, it can properly germinate. Yes, sir. But you can't throw seed on fallow ground. It won't germinate. It won't. It won't germinate. So making sure that you get in this environment with Mr. Ebron. The drawing board at the, experience. At, at the drawing board experience. Listen. 2020. It's on Eventbrite. You, <laughs> you don't know who you're going to meet there. You have no idea. Man, listen, you you don't understand how many times I've gone to conferences and workshops and masterminds for one thing, but I met somebody else who gave me exactly what I needed just because I was in the room. Yes. Oh, my God. Just imagine investing that small amount to meet people who can push you into your destiny, man. And listen, take the risk. Take the risk. I. Sometimes, man, I just I went to conferences like I'm scheduled to go to uh, International Leadership Summit with Bishop T.D. Jakes at the end of this well, end of April in Charlotte. And yeah. OK. And I'll be down there. And man, just being in the room uh, is a blessing. Uh, and like listening to these people talk, people, the world commoditizes information. Mm -hmm. They monetize it. They package it. That's why we have colleges and universities. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's why we have uh, think tanks. That's why we mm -hmm. have, and so information is valuable. I like to submit to you that the quality of your life is based upon the quality of the information you have, yeah. and the quality of the decisions that you are making is based upon the quality of the information that you have. So here's another opportunity for you to increase the quality, because my whole objective this entire year, God gave me, is to add value and to establish belief. Yeah. Add value, establish belief, and so I just want you all to come out. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. There's going to be giveaways. Um, we're going to have some merch available. Uh, it's just going to be a great experience on June 6th, the first first Saturday in June, June 6th, at Martin Luther King Jr. Senior High School, 3200 East Lafayette, Detroit, Michigan, 48207. If you want more information, go to Eventbrite. Uh, if you would like to contact me directly, it's info at ebronassociates.com. Listen, I can wait, cannot wait to hear from you. And more importantly, I can't wait to see you. Yeah. I don't want you guys to think that we're trying to sell this thing. No, we're not like, selling like it. This, no. Like this yeah. is, there's a reason why we're stuck here. <laughs> because there are so many people out there who need to be pushed. Yes. Who need that extra, um, like just, just to get you in that, to get you where God wants to have you, man. Like it's important. I know yeah. how important it is. So I'm going to keep on, I'm going to keep on saying, listen, you need to be in that room. So I'm, 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 I beseech you, therefore, brethren and sister. 
All right. All right. Come through. To, 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 <laughs> to show up. To show up for yourself. To show up for yourself. And come with the expectation that God wants to do something bigger for you. Come with your eyes wide open. Don't come there saying, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get that. No. Ask God, God, what is it that you want me to get from this conference? And then go there expecting that. Because I'm pretty sure that God can do that and much, much, much more. And let me tell you, Brother Cole, uh, this is not about me expanding my brand. This is not about me getting information out. Like, literally, it was a burden from God placed upon me. Uh, we started with a zero budget uh, when we when we did this thing. I can relate. Uh, <laughs> and so this, this was not about, like, producing some, like, amassing wealth or getting finances. Like, literally, God put that on my heart. And he put it on my heart with you in mind. So, like, this this is not, it, it is so, like, far beyond anything like that. This is about, for me, manifesting the will of God in your life by also me obeying God. So, I'm obeying God. I'm setting it up. I'm putting people in the room that maybe other people wouldn't necessarily be able to have a conversation with. And because the people know my heart, they have availed themselves to not only speak on the stage, but to be accessible you know, afterward for conversation, they're even asking me like, Ebron, do you just, I mean, do you want to set up a panel after we speak, you know, mm -hmm. so people can just walk up and, you know, ask whatever personal question they have. And so like, we're working the logistics out now, but like, please hear the intent of my heart and know like, this is me obeying God and it's obeying him with, with you in mind. And what I found is that one person obedience unlocks a dimension of grace Absolutely. for other people on this earth. Absolutely, so, man. Hey man, I love you. And that's real talk. Yeah, There's man. a mother in my church. She say, I love you and I mean it. She said, now some people say it and don't mean it, but I mean it. You can't do, can't do nothing about it. Yeah. Last question, man. Last right. question. Let's talk about legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want your legacy to be? Uh, a man who served God with everything he had. Yeah. A man who loved his family and who loved people no matter where they come from. Uh, and I think that that pretty much kind of sums it up. Uh, the Bible tells me what I should be doing. So it says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And, you know, we immediately, when we think about inheritance, we're thinking about, Finances, you know, money, yeah, acquisition. Yeah, what yeah. we're talking about, man, is I told my kids, and uh, I'm going to say this without letting tears fall, um, but I said, you know, I'm going to be that guy uh, when you all talk about me, I'm going to be great, great, great granddaddy Ebron that took a stance for his family. Because I am the, the first man in about three generations that have stayed with his family. Uh, I'm the first man who have consistently, uh, you know, served the Lord in, you know, taking my church, taking my family to church and making sure that they are raising the fear and the admonition of the Lord. Uh, and so I am a, a barrier breaking, uh, curse destroying anointed vessel of God that is determined to express the love of God to everybody that I meet. And I don't allow my shortcomings. I don't allow my past. I don't allow uh, in areas that I am inadequate to prevent me from moving forth in the thing that God has called me to do. Because he hasn't called me to do everything, but he has called me to do one thing. That is to inspire, motivate, and transform the minds and the hearts of the people and turn them back to him so that he may live in them and through them. Thank you very much for being on the show today, oh, man. I appreciate, I appreciate the invitation. Yeah, man. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast.
You can support the podcast by subscribing, downloading your favorite episode, and sharing the podcast via social media. Don't forget to visit KingdomMogulCoaching.com to find more resources to help you grow your faith as you grow your business. Remember, what you want to become depends on your willingness to become it.